This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on Lifetime, the Hallmark Channel, and other shows too, and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. So, so do you like how I like just threw in that extra added tidbit in yeah. our opening? Yeah. I mean, we, we've we gone on many of, of random pop culture rabbit hole over the years. So today we're going to venture out a little bit. Yes. Yes. And uh, venture out a little bit. And we're going to talk about the, the show from 1984 starring Anne Jillian... Jennifer slept here. I believe it's nineteen eighty-three. It's eighty-three. It's eighty-three. Yes, yeah. nineteen eighty-three. See, this was during the, this was during the time that um, I so I went to high school in Europe. I went to high school in Spain. So this was during the time when I wasn't living in the states. So my TV watching either consisted of American TV shows in Spanish. Or video like VHS tapes of American TV shows that friends and relatives would send with us from the states. Okay. And so we were never so Jennifer slept here. Never came on in Spanish, and we never we, we would get tapes of shows, but that was never on our tape roster. Um, yeah. Now what we did I get. Why. Was the season, the season that Jennifer Slept Here came out. This was back during the big three, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Back when there was only three channels, mm -hmm. plus HBO. Could you imagine? But um, what they would PBS. do is they would have like these big promos before the fall season. Yeah, I would love watching those. So, so this was the year that they had the big promo for NBC hosted by Nell Carter from Give Me a Break. <laughs> yes. How do you remember this? <laughs> I remember. I'm sure I watched it. I'm and sure so, I watched it. And, and and so what they did, it was set up like a, a party, like a dinner party, and it was all of the families, um, uh, Arnold and Mr. Drummond from Different Strokes was welcoming all of the new families onto NBC. <laughs> yeah. And NBC, <laughs> for context, their ratings were in the toilet at this point. Well, 1982. Pre this was pre-Cosby. Pre-Cosby. So sure Cheers had premiered the year before. Cheers, one of the most beloved sitcoms of all time. And Cheers, in its debut season was dead last. It was of all the shows on network TV that year, it came in last in the ratings, but NBC liked the quality of the show and they had nothing else to put on, so they renewed it. So this so, is season 2 of Cheers is the same so, year. 
So, to, give so, you, to give you a context of how much things change over the years, yeah. uh, the benevolent Bill Cosby is the one who rescued NBC. Yeah, rescued right. The network. <laughs> but that, that would be so, another year or two until that happens. So, so the reason okay. why this show sticks out, though, is because one of the new families was the family from Jennifer Slept Here. And so Angelian did like a whole number. About Jennifer slept, yeah, like a whole singing number where she, she split off into two Jennifers because she was a ghost. Yeah, well, that makes sense because Jen and Jillian at the time was, uh, you know, this is when Bob Hope was still very much doing his specials, which are huge draws on NBC. So, and she used to do those specials with him, so it makes sense that uh, they would give her a big like USO style number in there. Now, now the NBC show that I did end up watching that we did get a videotape of was a show that was featured on the this welcoming show called We Got It Made. Yes. Where two single wait. No, 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 wait. This was not the year We Got It Made. Oh. Was We Got It Made with Jason Bateman? No. Yeah. You're thinking What's of It's Your made? Move. It's Your Move. Yeah, so We Got What's It we Made. Got it made? We Got It Made was, and so I went down a rabbit hole, like reminding me of all this crap that I used to watch in the 80s. Uh, we yeah, Got It Made, I think it was 1984, okay. maybe 85. That familiar. And what but- that was is um, MB- the year before, it was on NBC in primetime. The premise was like two guys and they hire this hot maid. That's the premise. So it was basically just yes. like showing a hot chick like vacuuming. Stuff. I know what you're talking about. And the show, was, it did terrible the ratings, but it was cheap to produce. And there was a year in the, the 80s where NBC was like, hey, we got to get people, like more people funneled into watching primetime. So on our owned and operated stations in like the big markets like New York where they actually own the affiliate, we're going to put on primetime style programming at 7.30 at night. And they made a big push for primetime starts at 7.30. So that's when She's the Sheriff came out with Suzanne Summers. Oh, my God. And then they, they picked up We I Got It Made a for another show. It was. The, uh, we Got It Made for a second season. So they took all these essentially syndicated offerings, but purchased, oh, but purchased the rights to air them. And they aired them as if they were part of their primetime lineup, even though they weren't. Oh, okay. So I yes. do remember We Got It Made. Yeah. So yes. Two good looking guys get a sexy maid. And, that's and it. that was the shot. It was basically <laughs> like the TV version of like, oh, Porky seems to be doing well with audiences. Let's do that. But for broadcast TV. With a maid. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, not to, bring the, not to bring the room down, but one of the stars of We Got It Made died of AIDS. Um, I think I knew yes. that. Yeah, I think I did know that. Tom yeah. Villard. Yeah. He was in a couple things. I remember seeing mm-hmm. him in. He was in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was kind yeah, of, his character was kind of the doofy guy. Like yeah. that's what he would always play, kind of the doofy guy. Yeah, and everything. yeah. That's sad. He died of uh, just five days shy of his forty forty uh, first birthday. Wow. Of AIDS related pneumonia. Yeah. Wow. Well, rest in peace. And so the the show that you were, I think you're thinking of, Kurt. Um, it's your move. Started starred uh, Jason Bateman, and the guy that. 
played Marcy's husband in the early seasons of Married with Children. So not Ted McGinley, but the oh. other actor that played the other character. I think Steve, maybe. Yeah. Um, he, it was him and Jason Bateman. And the premise was Jason Bateman was like this, like too smart for his own good, a bit of a cocky a-hole teenager. And his hot mom starts dating this guy. And so it's it's almost like this fun comedic gamesmanship between this teacher, this uh, teenager, and this adult male. Yeah, I used to watch that. <laughs> There's also a show called Double Trouble, wasn't mm-hmm. that a show? With the I twins. I remember that show. Two yeah. twins, yeah, I used to yeah. watch. I, I, Those yeah. are Katie Seagal's sisters. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they're her, Katie Seagal's younger sisters. Yeah. Well, this lineup, though, from 1983, we had... So after you finished, first of all, the, the lead-in for Jennifer Slept here was Mr. Smith. That was a show about the, about the monkey with yeah. Joe Mantegna before before he was in Respectable Things. Mm-hmm. And then after Jennifer Slept here, stick around because then Ma- Manimal was on. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're also a choice. If you want to watch Manimal, you could watch Dallas. That existed on CBS. But, or go to ABC and watch Lottery. Now, I remember that piece of shit show. I remember the the premise is pretty much the title, right? Somebody wins the lottery. I believe people would win a lottery and then they would learn, you know, what life is all about by winning the lottery. Oh, almost like a fantasy island. Be careful what you wish for kind of thing. I wasn't good. That must've lasted a week. Well, I don't know back then. Who knows what was going on? I was on South Fork at the time watching Mm -hmm. that. Oh, so I was, so was I, yeah, this was a Friday night lineup on NBC. I was, here's it. Well, Dallas was killing it that yeah, night. The, the rating says we're sure. going back to October 21st, 1983. Dallas's rating was 25.3. Uh, lottery was 12.5. Manimal was 9.9. See, and, uh, so Dallas had a 41 share. And imagine that was more than twice the, 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 a the nine. What, what did Manimal do? And it was considered the flop. Nine. Manimal nine like, point nine had a shows it's, it's, it had a now share. consider themselves successful if they get anything over a two. That's that's how yeah. many choices there are now. What's See, the love and honor that that came on after animals an hour? I don't know because that was that was on during Falcon Crest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah because Falcon Crest and Matt Houston. I think I used to like. I remember Matt Houston. That was on ABC. I right? watched Matt Houston he was less. Matt, I never watched Falcon Crest. Matt Houston was hot yeah. actually. Never watched Falcon Crest. But I was watching Falcon Crest with <laughs> Lance Cumpson and Angela Channing. Maybe I wasn't up that late. I was, I was only, um, I was very young. I, I was older, so I was back. <laughs> well, I was either watching that, and then I would sneak out and go drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Those were my teenage years. I don't, wasn't a teenager yet. So before uh, we before we really deep dive into the 1983 sitcom Jennifer Slept Here, because why not? Uh, I was thinking, like, who could play her now if they were to reboot the show? If they were to like, hey, you know what? This premise was good. We just it just the pieces didn't come together in 2023. Who in pop culture would be great? Margot, maybe Margot someone Robbie. from the reality world from. Hmm. Maybe I someone with Margot a with a Robbie mom with kind of a like a wild story of her own. Maybe someone tied to a famous reality show family. Uh, the Kim Kardashian. 
My God, I'm like leading you both to water and you don't see it right there. <laughs> I keep saying Margot Robbie. Oh, no. with the Black China. Yes. Oh, try to I keep the show watch. moving. I like, you hear what I'm I would, I would watch. <laughs> that would be interesting. I That's the only watch. way I would watch it. You were taking me so seriously over what was very, really very was. clearly me trying to steer the show. I, I would watch. Well, that's a, see that doesn't never works. Um, but I have a thing. I could, I could tell you what's going on with Black China if you'd like. Les, I think you need to Where's, ask the question. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In that case, Kurt, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China, China, China. I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Okay, here's some recent news. Um, in fact, this just came out uh, today on J- July 25th, 2023. This is from Page Six Style. Angela Black China White is celebrating her brand new look with a business deal. Page Six oh. Style can exclusively report. The stripper turned reality star, 35, has just signed a massive deal with global apparel company Ethica, for which she will create a signature clothing line that will range from fitness fashions to underwear. Future customers can expect her first drop to hit the brand's website in time for the holidays. The partnership marks White's first business venture since she began her life-changing and healing face and body transformation. In the last few months, the mother of two has undergone surgery to reduce her breasts and butt, dissolved her (laughs) facial fillers, and removed several tattoos she deemed demonic. Um, uh, She also deactivated her OnlyFans account, got baptized, reclaimed her birth name, and earned an honorary degree from Sacramento Theological Seminary and Bible College. Moreover, the former video, uh, music video vixen recently celebrated 10 months of sobriety, an accomplishment that's been accomplished, accompanied by clean eating and working out. But White says her collab with Ethica was inspired by more than just her physical changes. Outside of the body transformation, the spiritual and fitness journey played a major part, she tells Page Six Style. When you're making a transformation, it takes a lot of discipline. See if there's anything else here. Oh, that's it. Oh, no. She describes her journey thus far as very successful. Says she continues to improve by the day. When asked whether she feels hotter than ever in her new skin, White replies, hotter isn't even the word. Refreshed and superior is what I would say. This is the best I've felt my whole life. My confidence is through the roof, and I'm loving the woman I'm becoming. Refresh. I love that phrase, refreshed and superior. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, the West and superior. But the one thing I am going to focus on from that story is a phrase that I feel is uh, misguided. The phrase earned an honorary degree. <laughs> if you if it's well, honorary, did you earn it? They're giving right. it to you it's just for the sake of giving life. it to you by definition. Well, you didn't earn it by, you know, studying or... Right. That's what you... You earn a degree reports. by, like, actually, like, going through the, the real the real deal. I don't know if she did that or not, yeah. but it is weird to say she earned it on her degree. Right. And, like in religion, in religion it. right? It's a religious degree. Yeah. Because everyone knows that uh, if you really want to learn about the ins and outs of religion, doing it on a compressed timeline... And not really right. learning all of it. That's the way to do it. Right. Yeah. Reverend China. You just want the Cliff's China. notes of, of religion in the world. That's all you need. Right. Exactly. I guess so. Reverend China. 
I wouldn't argue with Black China. I would go to the Black China church. Well, we're sucked into everything Black China. She does a, a Jennifer Slept Here show. We're watching that. She's, she starts a church. We're going there. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would watch. I would watch a reboot like of Jennifer Slept Here. And when we and when we get into it, Jennifer's outfits were sexy but tasteful. Oh, amazing! Well, uh, I've I do have some some qualms with this show. So, so oh, before we get qualms. into it, I don't know about you two, but I ended up going on a little Anne Juliet rabbit hole. Oh, what I, else did I you watch? Down, I watched one episode, but okay, we so we're gonna watch others. Because I went down a rabbit hole. Other show. other Jennifer slept tears or other Angelian things? Well, both. Okay, so we have to watch oh, an episode because it's there's one episode that guest stars Zelda Rubenstein. I'm aware, yeah. From Poltergeist. I didn't know this. So we need to watch that one. And we have to another we have to watch my, another My Google uh, alert Jennifer didn't slept. go off. We have to watch another one where Debbie Reynolds is a guest star playing Jennifer's mother. I I I don't necessarily think this, this needs to fully be a Jennifer Slept Here rewatch podcast. Okay, no, 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 no. no. I, 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 but we've got to at least the watch the Zelda Rubenstein one because she comes to do an exorcist to get rid of Jennifer. Maybe we'll do that around you Halloween. Know, she does not. She you does. know what it is? She, she in fact watches, does. I've seen the episode. Movies. These Hallmark movies were supposed to aggravate us. We watch us so much. We are now numb. We're numb to these Hallmark movies. So now, just to kind of stir things up again, we well, Jennifer slept so, there with, with so, Zola so Rubenstein. So, so my big bit of trivia, though, that I found interesting on my deep dive is, guess how Anne Jillian got her name? Now, her original name is Anne Naseda. And that's N-A-U-S-E-D-A. Guess who named her? I know I've Bob heard Kurt. this story before, but I don't remember it. Any guesses, Kurt? Milton Berle. Well, no. Walt Disney. Elvis. Walt, Walt Disney. Disney named her. Because her first job was on Babes in Toyland, where she played Little Bo Peep. And so he he didn't like her name because he said her name was gonna was gonna be hard to pronounce. So one of the people in the office had a daughter named Jill. So her, so Anne's original stage name was going to be Anne Jillian with two N's, but she got sick of writing two N's, and so she just started writing one N, and so it became Anne Jillian. Hmm. And what was her the the real name? Anne what? Nauseda. Nauseda. N a u s e d a. I think that sounded that. Jewish okay. or something. Or doesn't sound Jewish to me. No, just because Walt Disney history. It, de- it uh, definitely was an ethnic sounding last name. Yeah. Now Seda. So I found that very interesting. Another thing that I found very interesting was we so so um in the eighties, and this was like huge in the eighties, uh Angelie, she ended up going through like a public can't battle mm-hmm. with breast cancer. Yeah. Like she yeah, I know this. very public about it. And she, you know, she got extremely, extremely ill with it. And it hit her yeah. very hard. In fact, not long covered. after this show aired. Yeah. It was like a year later. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, oh, so the reason why she left this show 
was because so she was before this she was in a show called It's a Living. Yeah. And so what happened is and I think this goes with what you were talking about Jason, they brought It's a Living back in syndication. Yeah. And so she quit this show to go back to the It's a Living where a year later she had to quit It's a Living because of her cancer diagnosis. Not quite oh. the case. So this is some of the the deep diving I've done. So this okay. this uh, actually the fact dive. that we are we're talking in Jillian is um uh, relevant because of the actor strike going on now. The last time the actors went on strike was in 1980, the first season of It's a Living, cutting that show's se- first season short. It also did terribly in the ratings, like I was saying with Cheers. ABC didn't have a lot to put on, so they renewed it for season two. So after that actor strike, the show came back and they renamed it Making a Living and was still with it. Still didn't have any ratings. ABC canceled the show, but was still airing the show in reruns over the summer. And over the summer, audiences found it. And they started, like, the ratings started going up for Making a Living. And ABC's like, oh, maybe we can renew this. But, like, everyone had already moved on at that point. And Jillian had already, like, signed the deal. She's doing her own sitcom for NBC. Similar thing happens with Jennifer Slept Here. It aired for half a season. Its ratings weren't great because it was up against um, Dukes of Hazard. But in the summer, everyone that had watched Dukes of Hazard now had time to watch uh, Jennifer Slept Here. Ratings started going up. They wanted to bring it back for another season. And Angelian was so contractually obligated to do a third season of It's a Living when they revived it in first run syndication. Oh, okay. Well, when she left, when she left It's a Living, guess who she was replaced by? I do know this. The woman who's on it's the woman who's on Abbott Elementary. That's yes, correct. Shirley Ralph. Shirley Ralph. I remember yes. she was ginger. Yep. Um, but yeah, so 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 just my last bit of trivia. So what so after so um she then, you know, she survived cancer. She got a clean bill of health. And then, like, in her 40s, she ended up having what was considered a miracle baby because she wasn't oh. sure if after, you know, after her treatments, if she'd be able to have a child. And she ended up getting pregnant in her 40s and having a kid. She also made a movie. There was a, there was a TV movie, The Angelian Story, mm-hmm. I where saw she played it. herself. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. And then I remember the one where... That was about um, that was about sex trafficking. Well, they didn't call it sex trafficking back then, but it was Jennifer Jason Lee took an acting job in um, in it was like Japan or I believe it was Japan, but it, the acting job was actually a ring for human trafficking, and then Angelian played the old seasoned prostitute. That was like you know, gonna show oh, yeah. her the ropes. I saw. I was surprised. Well, I looked up Angelia. She's still alive. She's an old lady now. And, and she's doing. Mo- she's a motivational speaker and like a life coach. She looks good okay. though. I saw a picture too. I saw a picture of her. Yeah. But cool. um, but yeah, back in the day, she was it. Yeah. It was like her and Suzanne Summers. Yeah, I, I feel like this show, if if given a better time slot and slightly better writing, would have been a huge hit. 
because I read some of the reviews and the reviews actually were not, for the most part, were not that bad. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, this is kind of in the same wheelhouse of a Bewitched or I Dream of Genie, two very right. successful yeah. shows. And you know how I, you know how I like a, bl- a show with a girl with powers. I would have been all up in it if mm-hmm. I was under different circumstances. But I thought this show kind of fell flat. I mean, I thought maybe this is what this, this maybe this is what people thought was funny back then. I guess I was alive back then. But it reminds me of, like my grandmother used to watch all these shows, and she said, "Well, I don't think it's funny. I just like the little stories." Yeah, execution was not. Fantastic no. casting was not fantastic outside of a few people. Uh, yeah, it just the execution of it wasn't great. But they had a big star in Angelian. And now another another criticism was, I guess, because the parents, uh, the the mom was played by Georgia Engel, who was Georgette on uh, Mary Tyler Moore, who at the time was a huge star yeah and so Mm -hmm. the complaint was that they didn't utilize her enough yeah she was barely in the pilot but she was she was like one of the few people that actually got laughs when she would speak because she's just funny like she can't be not funny well her voice yeah yeah what's her voice and and her delivery that that actress uh gd khan the one who was in Mm -hmm. uh greece Mm -hmm. and benson yeah. See, I thought she sounded more like Vince Mr. Was on that Pesto. Night. Oh, okay. Remember Mr. Pesto from Moonlight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Al- Elise Beasley. Beasley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Pesto was my favorite. I watched Moonlighting for Mr. Pesto. <laughs> but, yeah, but, the, so the, you had Angelian, you had Georgia Engel. I don't recognize the dad from anything or the son. And then you have Glenn Scarpelli, who was like yes. the best friend of the kid. And you might know, you know him from one day at a time from later seasons. Do you know who, I don't think you guys uh, came across this in your research, but do you know who the dad was? Who? No. You know who the dad is? His, his daughter is Fiona Apple. In real life. Are you serious? What? Yeah. His youngest daughter is Fiona Apple. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. That's a good fact to bring in here. That I I have another good fact. The uh co-executive producer of this, co-creator of this, Larry Tucker. Do you know what other show he created before this one? What? No. The monkeys. Oh. Well, that was better. Random. Yeah. But speaking of that, this song, I guess I was reading, I guess at the time, this, the theme song was like a hit. Cause, and they keep, and it, all the reviews mentioned the theme song. And even like flashback articles like, I, talk about the theme song. I don't think it was a hit, but I think they probably talk about it in those terms because it was sung by Joey Scarberry, who did um, The Greatest American Hero as well. Oh, yeah, believe it or not. And this was, so it's this the was, same this singer. Was back, this was back during the days when, like, you listened to the theme song and you knew what the show was about, and it basically would set up the show for you. Yeah, right. for sure. You know? It yeah. was catchy. 
it starts the whole like before the song kicks in though you hear angeline going hello it's me and only you can see me because she's a ghost yeah one of the lyrics is that she never really left here because Jennifer slept here. <laughs> and I guess, yeah. apparently she was, uh, uh, she, okay, uh, there were certain things that I don't think we could get away with today. Oh, yeah. Because she was, she was definitely slut-shamed a lot. Which was wild considering she's the star of the fucking show. That actually made me mad for her. Like, slut-shamed a lot. When literally using like, the word slut. Yeah. And no no examples to back it up, by the way, either. Like none. Like none. No, they none. Just assumed. Fiona Apple's dad said some pretty offensive things about him, Jillian. And he and well, what did, he, what what did he think I of her videos? Of Fiona's? What was it? Yeah, that one that goes, I'm a bad you're a bad, bad that girl. That video? That's criminal. If he saw yeah. that, no. But, but he saw that. But the he thing is, that. the dad had this unexplainable hate for her. Like, he hated her. It, I don't think they brought this up in the pilot, but I read later that the reason the, the family was living in that house, and this should have been explained in the pilot, the reason the family was living in the house is because he um, handled her estate like the affairs of her estate oh, and was there okay. wrapping things up. So yeah, like okay. had they thrown in a simple line of dialogue explaining that it would have made him seem a lot less hateful for no reason. He knew her. Cause, cause I was like, I was like, did they date? Did something happen? Cause he just had like a hate on for her. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, they, they, they never. Because the basically, the we, we haven't even gotten into the pre- the premise of the show is Jennifer uh, is what Jennifer Farrell, I think her name was, was a a famous movie star like a, like of the golden age, who had passed away five years earlier. So she passed away in 1978, um, and this family moves into her house that she's still haunting. So there's it's also not explained like why the five year gap. And right. if, if she's haunting them now, was she haunting somebody else before? Or has it just been empty for five years? No, we don't know why she died. No. Oh, and I, I read that somewhere, too. That's not explained to the pilot. So how she, did she die? She was running after an ice cream truck, and it, like, ended up, like, backing up over her. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see any. None of this was in the the pilot that's supposed to be explaining all the details you could possibly need about these people. None of these giant details are revealed. Doesn't look like she was run over by an ice cream truck. I guess ghosts, you kind of get like a makeover or something. Well, but she also had several outfit changes. She was like Ginger on Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. Every scene, she had a different outfit on. It's like Diana Ross hosting a word show. Right. Seriously. I remember. American At Music one Wars. point, she had like a, a a beach outfit on, like she's going to lay out. Mm-hmm. That was a hot outfit, but then the boy kind of has the hot for all. Yeah, like oh, the the. I mean, clearly this was at a time when like the writers' room was probably all male, or at least mostly yeah. male, but probably all male, and at a time where like none of that was policed in terms of. Not only you you shouldn't say that, but why do you think it's okay to say that? Right. Right. Yeah. Was that a character? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was an inappropriate too. Uh, yeah, because okay. So did they ever say? Did the rest of the family ended up? Did they end up seeing her, or was it always just the boy? As far as I know, it was just the boy. Just the boy. And and that's never explained either. Why just him? Right. And, and then you know, then I noticed. Of course, they had like the the uncomfortable age difference between the kids. Like you know, one kid's fourteen, and the little girl was what like five. Well, they also well, ushered the little girl out. They found some excuse to get rid of her for, like, most of the episode. Right. What probably happened is they hired this kid, realized during filming of the pilot that she couldn't act, so they, like, wrote her out of the fucking show for most of it. But, you know, so they still had her there in case they need her. Uh, but it made no sense why Jennifer, like, if Jennifer is selective about who she's visible to, wouldn't it be like the kids versus the adults? Cause they're more like shot, you know, they are more playful and more open-minded, right. but they never explain why only the one person can see her. Yeah. I don't know if it's her choice. This, this, this just might be the way it works out. Well, women didn't have choice in the early eighties, especially sluts like Jennifer Farrell. But yeah, they like, gift. She was like slut shamed from minute one. The guy, the dad, just came in, just railing. Yeah. Meanwhile, that dad's raising a son that's wearing fedoras left and right. I know, right? <laughs> you better <laughs> you better look around and, and see it, what's wrong at your own home, dude. And inappropriate length uh, shorts as well. Oh, why did you think they Is were it? inappropriate length? The inappropriate length shorts. No, that was the thing oh. back then. Oh yeah, that was the look. That's when shorts were short. Mm -hmm. This is right after the dolphin short, by the way. Gym shorts. Because that was that that was soon after the popularity of the dolphin short. Okay. Yeah, shorts are fairly short now too. They like we've gotten away from that decades long cargo short thing, and they're they're sort of normal lengths now. Right. Which I like because I'm short, so it doesn't make me look even shorter by having the baggy ones. Right. I do miss Daisy Dukes, though. You can wear them. I did enjoy them. But now I'm a man of a certain age, so, you know, I don't know if I should be sporting Daisy Dukes. Well, don't sport a fedora like this kid. No. No. I'm still holding on to the cargo shirt. Why did you? Did did that cut? I didn't mean for it to cut. I was just pointing out, like, where the, the... style seems to be now right well, well okay. so, so so shall we start yes yes let's go through this slept here so this is so this theme was pre-90210 a family moves to to beverly hills to a fabulous house from new york and then of course like the mom and dad come in. The dad's like, you know, this is back during the the, the 80s sitcom dad that was always gruff and in a bad mood. And and the mom, played by George Georgia Engel, mm-hmm. and so the mom was always kind of like, oh, honey. But the dad was all the dad was just mad to be mad, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then they like so they're going through the house. So I guess the house for five years had old stuff in it. Yeah. Because they were moving in, but there was Jennifer's old stuff there, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that happens. So, so they find a picture of Jennifer, and it was just a picture of Jennifer's face, and the dad just starts going in. <laughs> Called her a tramp. Right. Right. Just slut shames her out of the gate. And, like, and, and when he does it, he like the audience doesn't even technically know this yet, but the painting that he's like hanging in the wall when he does it, like it's knocked out of his hands. Right. Clearly yeah, a product of the ghost in the house jokes. that they don't know about. And he's just bitter, bitter. Like I, he's basically like, I hate this bitch. And yeah, so yeah, the, the, it, the picture goes flying out of his hands and then we find out too that the house is on a like a map of the Hollywood stars sort of a mm-hmm. thing. So tour buses always go by the house. So I guess that's going to be a running gag throughout the show, the tour bus. Yeah, or at least in this episode. And, and right. the dad, that pisses the dad off even more. And, and then I pointed out, you know, then we have the two sitcom kids with the the unusually large, kind of uncomfortable age difference. Like the parents had sex twice. <laughs> well, the boy was in uh, National Lampoon's vacation. Remember that? Oh, he was. Yeah, he, he was the. He was the. Was he rusty? Oh, not oh, so not. Oh, okay, got it. I knew no, he looked the, familiar, the though. The star was Anthony Michael Hall. Was the... yeah. No, he was like Randy Quaid's kid. Oh, okay. Yes, he looks like a young Randy Quaid, kind of. Randy Quaid. Uh, we haven't talked about him in a while. Now we have. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I talked about him. We talked about it one time because I, I had a friend who produced a movie recently that he was in. Good. He's still. He's. He's still. He's still out there. He's out there, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what that's what that's what he's from. So, so the kid, so the so the kid, his name is Joey, right? Yeah. I also read that this actor appeared on the pilot episode of Cheers and actually had the very first line. Yes, absolutely. Joey. Yep. Yeah. The in the pilot of Cheers, this it, it opens with this kid trying to pretend that he's older with this fake ID and has this fun repartee with Sam, who totally knows this kid isn't uh, old enough to drink, but is sort of humoring him as he talks to him. It's like, hey, Joey. So, so Joey's kind of, Joey, so the family moved to New York, from New York. Joey's a little disgruntled, too, because Joey didn't want to move there, because, of course, you know. He's a teenager. He left his friends. He left a girlfriend mm-hmm. back in New York. So he left that fedora. Yeah, he, he, he was loving his fedora. And so, like, he's talking about something, and then he's in his room, and he opens his window, but then the window closes. Clearly then, a ghost. Right. Right, and then... Then Jennifer and Jillian just pops out wearing a long white dress with a slit. And it wasn't even that, that, that much of a slit. Um, This moment was insane to me because this person, at least what this kid thinks at first, this person magically appears out of nowhere in his bedroom and he's not the slightest bit surprised by it. 
right? Like, yeah, like a like an adult woman. It was like, <laughs> oh, what are you, what are you doing in here? It like if somebody just randomly appeared in my house in my bedroom and I didn't know them, I'd be like, who the fuck are? What are you doing? He was just right. like, oh, what is? And she just she just got straight to the point. She's like, I'm a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like she just. I wouldn't buy that. But then again, she starts walking through walls and stuff. So well, he didn't I buy it until she did the wall walking either. Right. Sting. I, I ate something really, really wrong. So something. Yeah. So you know, she's so she's like, you're the only one that can see me. And then he's talking to her, and then the then the bitter dad walks in. But then the bitter dad just sees him talking to himself. <laughs> I also this is where she demonstrated her um her ghost skills by like walking through walls. And this obviously this part was pre-taped not in front of the audience because it's a, a a cheap one, but at the time probably relatively innovative special effect. And they they instead of a laugh track, they had an ooh and ah track. It was the audience going, ooh, <laughs> she could walk yeah, through yeah, a wall. Like like they're sitting there watching and Jillian actually materialize on the other side of the wall. It would be impressive. <laughs> I, I'm sure at the time, this was like probably like high tech shit. It was, but they weren't doing the tech in front no, of the audience. <laughs> this was after Star Wars. I mean, come on. This is this this can't be, you know. No, but also, like, keep in mind, though, back in the early 80s, TV was still very much considered the, the, the black sheep of the entertainment family. So yeah. never got the budget, never got any of the respect because it frankly didn't deserve it most of the time. And they'd be like, oh, you're a TV actor. Mm -hmm. There's also you either a have to track. do one or the other. You either had to do film or TV. You couldn't do both. Yep. There's there's also like a, a there's also like laugh track after lines that like she says, I'm a ghost. <laughs> laugh track. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, that's not that's not a joke. The script ain't that it funny. reminds me, this show was the nurse Jackie of its day. Wait, what do you mean? Nurse Jackie. Because Nurse Jackie, they always said it was a comedy, and it wasn't a comedy. And and the and the, the evidence of this is in like the Emmys, they'd have this nominated for comedy, and they would show a clip. They couldn't even find a clip for that Nurse Jackie. Funny, or even like had a joke. It was like, where's the humor? It was definitely my friend was on Nurse Jackie. This this is a precursor to Nurse Jackie. Yeah, like Nurse Jackie was, I would argue that it's maybe a dramedy but definitely not as as much of a comedy as um what's that one with mary louise parker where she sold weed oh weeds yeah weeds, weeds. like that to me is more more of a more spe uh, specifically a comedy weeds was funny until the last season and then it took a turn and got dark yeah that show was great i loved weeds Little boxes, blah, 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 blah. That's right. I got rid of that theme song after a while, though. Yeah. And who else? Oh, Elizabeth Perkins. I loved her on. Yeah, she's great. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh. Yeah. So, so. Oh. And then we find out that like Jennifer's like, well, you know, the first thing you learn when you become a ghost is how to walk through a wall. So. Yeah, you know, you amateur. And then he then he goes to touch her, and his hand goes through her body, and then he freaks out. She was walking through walls, and he was fine. But when she when his hand went through her body, that like flipped him out. Yeah. Now, what would you think if you were experiencing this? See, I, like I said, I would think that I was, I ate some kind of a drug or something, 
by accident or, or there's something happening with my brain, like my, my brain is cracking or something. I would probably so think uh, it's like a lucid dream. Right. I'd probably think I'm, I'm in a dream, but I'm aware that I'm in a dream. And how do I get out of this weird dream? Because it's super weird. Yeah. If I start seeing Ann Jillian running around my home, I'm gonna be like, "Well, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not long for this earth. My, my brain is cracking in half." Who would you but rather the thing see? Is, though, her outfit. She always What's did that? wear cute outfits, though. So I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. If I was some kid and some hot, some hot woman started appearing, that might work in my favor. I so this is one of the things I had a problem with is they were trying to do. Be be for two different audiences. They were trying to be for like adult men who are going to ogle Angelian, and also for teenage boys who kind of want to be like an adult man. But I I don't think a teenage boy is going to be into adult woman Angelian. I think like the age difference is maybe a little bit too much. Whereas like Catherine Bach and the Dukes of Hazard was a little younger. Right. And seemed a little more She's accessible or relatable. So guys lusting after her made sense. But lusting after, like, did you know any teenage boys that had an Ann Jillian poster on their wall? No, and it was like no. he was talking to his mother, basically. Like, yeah. Like his mother. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm 14 years old. How about that older sister? I think she goes blind. The older oh, sister. On Little, Little, Little House? house? Mary? Mary? Yeah, she appears. Yeah. That Mary would be good. Eagle. Yeah. That would be a forbidden romance. Mary I bet I would be in a better place today if I had had that experience. Well, you could see her, but she's not going to be able to see you. Right. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I remember her blind Her blind husband was hot. Yeah, he was hot. Her blind husband was hot and manly. Remember Almanzo, mm-hmm. they called him manly? Yeah. Manly was manly. With that? His name was Manly? His name oh, was Almanzo, but she would call him... Yeah, she nicknamed him Manly. Beth, and she called him Manly. Come here, Manly. Oh, and man, Manly, that's a... He still looks good. He well, was on... I mean, to go on a little bit of a little house in the prairie rabbit hole, I remember at the time thinking, that's a terrible nickname <laughs> for this character who is written because it's the reality is much older than this teenage girl who he's eventually going to marry that. Like it just pointed out the sort of giant gulf between their ages. Manly. (laughs) Hi, manly. Hi, jailbait. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Layers um, of inappropriateness. Did you guys, so during, during the lockdown, Allison Arngrim Arngrim used to read, like, every day at a certain time, she'd read a chapter of the Little House books. That's Nellie from Little House and the Prey, for those who don't know. And he would show up sometimes and read chapters, too. Oh, Manly would? He he still looks good. Mm -hmm. He's held up pretty well. After Little House, he did a first-run syndicated... um, reboot called the new gidget i used so to he, watch it he was moondoggy on the new gidget i used to watch it the new gidget and she it was gidget and him and then her niece came to live with them yeah i missed that one i remember um oh oh okay so so then 
Um, uh, so the parents are worried because he's talking to himself. Well, but he's talking to Jennifer, but they think he's talking to himself. Yeah, George, the, his- the dad, if you don't know Apple's dad, thinks that Joey's got an imaginary friend, but his imaginary friend is this old movie star, Jennifer Farrell. Right, who Mr. Apple hates. Right. Yeah. And so, so then his, his uh, friend Mark, played by Glenn Scarpelli, shows up. And Mark, I guess, is supposedly like the, the, the sassy friend. Like, you know how in Lifetime they always have the sassy friend? Yeah. He was, I guess, like the, the sassy friend. I liked his shirt that he was wearing. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any time you had a show where teenagers were at the center of it, you had like the one kid who you know is ultimately going to do the right thing, but you've also got the other friend that's like the devil on his shoulder pushing him to do the bad right. thing. Right. That's Mark. So he was wearing mm-hmm. he was wearing a cute he was wearing like this 80s shirt and skinny jeans. Yeah. Well he was kind of like a teen beat pinup boy at the time too, wasn't he? And he wasn't that like something? his thing? He'd go on all these different shows and that was like his character, like the the yeah. friend, the you know. He used to host something, right? Wasn't he like a solid gold host or something like that? No, you're thinking of Adrian Zmed from TJ Hooker. No, he... So yeah, Glenn Scarpelli was on One Day at a Time. Oh. Yeah. In the later seasons, okay. he played Barbara's boyfriend? No, 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 no. I know who it was. Ooh, so so the later seasons, Bonnie mm-hmm. Franklin's character started to sta- date a guy played by Ron Rifkin. Um, so he was Ron Rifkin's son on the show. Then Ron yeah. Rifkin left the show, but then they brought back Glenn Scarpelli and like, uh, Anne was basically watching him while the dad was yeah. away. Parent abandoned, parent, parental abandonment, yes. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking him up right now. We're Glenn just going to break up, but I'll just leave my kid with you. Yeah. And Snyder. um so so, and he still does stuff right uh every every now and then he and his partner live in i think sedona arizona now Uh it says he's gay yeah yeah, he just jason just said his he and his partner just said i said partner yeah But I okay. But I just I'm just seeing in a Wikipedia right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So yeah. So he's there, and he's I guess the Joey lent him money or something, or yeah. it's like Joey lent him money, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And, and then, and Mark and his name is Mark, and Mark is like, "Hey, I'm having a party." Oh, and Jennifer's there at the time, but Mark doesn't see Jennifer. But Mark is telling Joey, hey, Joey, I'm having a party. Why don't you come? But then Joey's obsessed with his girlfriend back in... That's a weird name. The girl? I kind of wrote it down. Uh, Lindell Rum? Yeah, it's like a last name. Oh, they kept saying the full first and last name. Oh. I don't remember what it was, but... I don't, it was something weird. Yeah. Lindelrom or something like that. And, and so, like, so, so he does, you know, and, and he's the type of character, the Mark character, you know, the character that comes in for five minutes is like, and then tells the joke and then leaves. 
He's almost like a teenage version of Larry on Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah. So like and <laughs> David Leisure on <laughs> Empty right. Nest. Yeah. Right. And they, and in in about uh, another year, um, Jason Bateman on Silver Spoons. Right. Right. Well, yeah, but he was lead. No, Jason Bateman wasn't the lead on Silver Spoons. That was Rick Schroeder. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Jason yeah. Bateman was like Alice the a hole like, friend, you know. Basically, they were all yeah. like Urkel. Yeah, and if you were lucky, they, they were like, like you'd start off because like you'd start off like a, a character like that, and if you were lucky, like Urkel or Fonzie, then you'd take over the show. Yeah, but we're talking about you're saying these characters serve sort of adversaries a little bit. They're kind of, you know, well, where it starts. It starts with Eddie Haskell. Eddie, well, not adversary. He wasn't an adversary, but certainly a, tr- a shit stirrer. Right. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. Not yeah. quite an adversary. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of right. troublemaker. Yeah. Right. The troublemaker. Uh, you know. That's good. That's a good word. So, so he's like invites. He invites Joey to his party. He leaves, and Jennifer's like, "Hey, you know, why didn't you go to that party? Because you're complaining that like you don't like it here. Why didn't you go to that party and you can meet some people and make some friends?" And he's actually not, you know, like the fact that he's inviting you to the party is a big deal. Why didn't you go? And, and so um, uh, he's like, no, 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 no. But then he somehow gets the idea. Jennifer says something that makes him decide that I'm going to go back to New York. Yeah. And so I guess this was back during the time. Remember back in the 80s when you could just show up at the airport and buy a ticket. Yeah, but how much? Because he was buying a red eye to New York City from L.A. in 1983. That must have been so fucking expensive. Because it's not like now where we have a zillion flights going in and out of here. It was, you know, this is a much simpler time in terms of air, air travel. Right. Right. They had money, though, these people. Yeah, well, they were in Beverly Hills. And they're clearly not paying for the house. That slut Jennifer right. left it. Right. And and I, and so the dad, so he was like a probate lawyer then or something? I guess. Again, it's not explained in the pilot. They didn't inherit the house from her. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, if, they, if, if he talks this ill of Jennifer and she left him her Beverly Hills mansion, imagine the horrible shit they'd be saying if they didn't get anything. All right. Right. I hope they kept that house. Imagine how much it's worth now. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I mean, that, but doesn't a haunted house go down in value? Well, no, it, I think it no, depends. No, because nobody's seeing her except one person. I think it so depends on if the person in. died in the house. Mm-hmm. Like if the person, because you know how you have to disclose if someone died in the house? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't so, really think there's haunted houses either. We've, we've, we've had this discussion before. I it's truly ridiculous. do believe it's it's true. It's... Especially in Beverly Hills. I have my doubts. I, again, I, I have been in Greystone Mansion in Beverly Hills, and that place is straight up haunted. There have been five but murders there. if you don't there. want these things, if you don't want these things to bother you, you are 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 they really going to bother you? I don't think so. Oh, I'm a believer that if you're not scared of them, they're not scared of you. 
Like, the, I believe it. you can coexist. Like, for instance, when, when I saw the, have, the paranormal yeah. activity that I am certain that I saw, I wasn't freaked out by it. I'm like, well, it's their house. I'm here visiting. I'll get out of the way. <laughs> <It's> their house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it were in my own home, I might feel I, different. Right. I don't want, I don't want any ghosts bothering me. I don't want any demons possessing me. I'm closed off to this. But I think that's part of it, though. Like, if you're closed off, I think they know that. Yeah, they won't bother me. So as a result, I don't get possessed. I don't see ghosts. There's no, like, vampires or yeah. werewolves. Everything the twins. Yeah, I don't like them either from The Shining. <laughs> what about the I ones really from Double like Trouble? Well, those two I don't mind. I believe in them. <laughs> oh, so... so- <laughs> I don't know. I'm open-minded to things, but I just want to be left alone by this, 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 these supernatural things. Okay, so this next part, so so he so he decides he's going to go to New York, and he has this suitcase. So this next part, I had an issue with. Okay. Because because he's leaving, and Too Jennifer cool. kept on taking the suitcase, right? And they like she would take the suitcase up the stairs, and then he'd go and grab it back, and they'd like tussle for it. So after a while, she was very winded and sitting on the couch. And I'm like, why are you winded? You're a ghost. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and she's laying on the couch like, woo! And like breathing heavy. And it's like, Jennifer, you're a ghost. You're not supposed to I hope breathe she doesn't heavy. have a heart attack and die. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? Do ghosts eat? Has there ever been a, like a, a, a report of a ghost eating? I don't think so. Because I remember watching this one movie and the, the ghost wanted to drink some champagne and she took it and yeah. drank it and the champagne went through her. Oh, that happened in The Last Unicorn. I think there was some kind of ghost who tried to drink, couldn't drink. Hmm. I wouldn't want to be a ghost then. So, so you're anti-being oh, so haunted he, by ghosts and by being a ghost yourself. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I've worked a lot of stuff. I've been able to work, work through a lot of stuff this evening, so I feel, I feel, I feel I'm feeling pretty good. I can, Glad I this can, is therapeutic uh, for you. Yes. So, so he and Jennifer, are after they're done tussling, then Mark comes over from next door, and it's like, hey, the party's going on. Why don't you come? And, yeah, and, he, and he gives him a bag, and the bag had a shoe in it. It was at this... Now, this why did he... we'll, we'll learn about the shoe in a second. But it, this was... It dawned on me, in, like, as they, they were doing the tussling and the, the all of the suitcase and all the physical stuff involved in that, they were putting... Like, even though this is in Jillian's show, they're really putting the super heavy lifting of carrying this show on an untested teenager. Yeah. He was in everything. He was the show was him, it wasn't her. Yeah. Yeah, they needed to get more of like uh this is before family ties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Okay, oh, so they could have gotten a young Michael J. Fox on this show. That would have been good. Yeah, this is way before family ties. Could have put um, Gary Coleman on it. He could have been the kid. He was, he was busy. Already, he already had his, had his own show. On different strokes at the time. 
He was on. He was on one of the only successful shows on that channel. Yeah, ABC. Who was him? No, NBC. Facts of Life were like two of the like the only really successful shows on that channel. (laughs) I like the facts. He was NBC. Gary Coleman was NBC at Mm -hmm. that time, pretty much. Remember, somebody wrote a review of because Floris Leachman joined the cast of The Facts of Life, and they wrote a review, and they said, "From last picture show to worst television show." How dare they? How dare they talk about Beverly Ann that way? Also, uh, we're incorrect. Family Ties actually premiered a year earlier, 1982. <laughs> so Family Ties was on the air at this point. But it was not the big hit. It didn't oh, become a what? hit until, until Cosby came on. So it was another one of those that was not doing all that. So Michael J. Fox should have jumped ship off Family Ties and done this show. That's good career advice. Yeah. Right. The Tina Yothers could have carried family ties. The whole cast. The whole family. No, just make it one show. The family. Jennifer, Jennifer, what's her name, is living with the family ties cast. Oh, yeah. Actually, that would have been a pretty good show. That's, this is what, what I used to always say about the Lifetime and Hallmark movies is they just need the one premise and they need, need to tell it as a, both a Hallmark movie and then tell that same premise from the point of view of it being a Lifetime movie. So this you have like an episode yeah. of Family Ties and then like going on in the background is an episode of Jennifer Slept Here. Right. Yeah. And Jillian's living in the house with them. Yeah. Uh, Meredith Baxter would not put up with the dad slut shaming Jennifer. Though. No. No, he wouldn't. He is a just he he'd be very you know he's more of a hippie kind of guy yeah yeah Mr Apple oh so Mr Apple wouldn't be there no no it would it would be it would just be everybody from Family Ties yeah okay yeah that would work what other families could we see Jennifer living with well the Family Matters crew um, the Little House in the Prairie uh, group oh I would love to see um, her like haunting the Little House in the Prairie. Michael Landon's like, what? What is this? He'd be for movies too. What are movies? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm popular. (laughs) Popular talkies. (laughs) Right. Like, what are? What is this? And like, she could have. She could have got living in the facts of life house. Okay. Who would be the one that sees her? Yeah. Okay. So Tootie's the one that sees her. (laughs) Yeah, and she'd be like, "Come on, Tootie." I actually no. I think Je- I think Joe should be the one that sees her, because for Joe to not be outspoken about like what's actually happening, that like a ghost is haunting her, it'd make her nuts. Right. And then she give then she'd give Joe boy advice. Yeah, Joe's like not so um, fast. <laughs> Some shows it would actually work. Some shows it would work like. Gilligan's Island. That wouldn't seem out of out of character for the show. No, no but then what about Ginger? What about Ginger? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Ginger, Ginger yeah, yeah. yeah, too similar, too similar. But she, she could be a, a, was a rival. Yeah. Um, where else could she live? That's Buck all. Rogers. <laughs> I'd like yeah, to see her in like one of the one of the crime dramas from that time. Like it's a robot. Jake and the fat man and Jennifer slept here. Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> you could have Hill Street Blues. You know, you could have yeah. one, one person. First, we had Barnaby Jones. And Jillian walking around. Was Barnaby Jones oh, still on then? I don't know. I probably not. Going to the future, I could totally see it on the West Wing. But 
But Barnaby Jones was one of those shows that, like, I think my mom watched, like, my mom watched it. Like, yeah. you know. Again, there were, like, three channels. Matlock, Jennifer and Matlock. <clears throat> no, that would work. Matt, Matlock would be hitting on Jennifer. It looks like its last season ended right before this premiere. The last, or the last season ended in 80, 1980. Barnaby Jones. The last season of what? Barnaby Jones. Oh, dude, I don't even know Barnaby Jones. Oh, Barnaby Jones, is that the guy from um, the Beverly Hillbillies? Jennifer could have gone on to Dynasty or Dallas. You know, she could have been on just every show on, at least in the, on that that's network. Because NBC was in such bad shape at that point. That's what they should have fucking done. Not give Jennifer her own just show. Just She just randomly shows up across the entirety of NBC's schedule. Right, like, this was done. Like there you're, was one time there was like you're watching the Today Show. And, and like... The Today um, Show. <laughs> what's the guy that used to <laughs> do the weather? The, the guy used to do the weather before Al Roker... Oh, Willard Scott. Willard Scott. Like, Willard Scott's, you know, <laughs> celebrating somebody's 100th birthday, and then just Aunt Julia just pop, pops through the screen over the sunshine on the weather map. <laughs> like, oh, hey, Jennifer. But there's a precedent for that. I think it happened afterwards, but <clears throat> there was an evening of shows where Elizabeth Elizabeth Taylor appeared on every show. It was like she every was on The Nanny. It was on, the, it was on CBS because she was on The Nanny. Yeah. Because she was she, looking she for was a, a diamond. She lost a diamond. She was on every, every show yeah. that night. Yeah. Yeah. It was they, the nanny. They really did love the sweep stunts where they would tie the, the unrelated shows together. NBC would do that a lot. Like they did the blackout. Remember, it was like Friends. It went into Mad About right. You, went into Seinfeld, went into. Because that's right. Because then uh, that Lisa point. Kudrow played both Phoebe she and Ursula. Phoebe, and then she was the other character, her twin sister, Ursula. Ursula yeah. yeah. I'm looking up um, major events in 1983, so that it, where and and Jillian could be in the background. It says that President Ronald Reagan proposes a strategic defense initiative while Ann Jillian is walking around the background. Oh yeah, for the sure. first mobile phone. The first mobile phone was introduced to the public by the Motorola Motorola company. It's exciting. Okay, but then you know I remember though they would do that on ABC too because <clears throat> Luke and Laura. Luke and Laura from General Hospital were on Roseanne as Luke and Laura, and then Roseanne then went on to General Hospital. Yeah. Well, that's just sick. And and she was giving, and she was like, Luke and Laura were breaking up in General Hospital, and and Roseanne gave them marital advice. Oh, this is network synergy. Mm-hmm. It. At its finest. Right. Okay, where were we? Oh, anyway, so track. so the, so the, so Mark gives Mark gives the, gives Joey a a bag with a shoe in it. Yeah, yeah. And he said it was like next to the avocado dip or something crazy like that. I don't so, know what was going on. So then, this is the part of the show where they get the very special message. So you know. Um, He's like, I want to go back. And then Jennifer's like, well, you know, you really should give it a chance and maybe you'll make some friends and da 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 And so then he decides, okay, I'll stop by the party. Well, he decides because, uh, like, some rando girl shows up at the house. Looking for her shoe. Yeah. And she's like, well, Mark said... I could she's like I couldn't find my shoe, and Mark said that I it's probably over here, next door, 
even though he won't, and she's like, and he wouldn't explain to me how the shoe got over here. I, I mean, I think they were trying to, uh, you know, be like a, like a Cinderella kind of thing with the shoe, you know, the slipper fitting or whatever, but they never really quite framed it well enough. Because wouldn't you be, if you were the girl, you'd, wouldn't you be like, how the fuck did my shoe get yeah. and like to what the neighbor's house? And, and like had, this, this weirdo kid wearing a fedora that I've never met before. Why the fuck is he putting a shoe on me right now? What is my life? He was wearing a fedora and a suit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to confess something to you guys. I don't know what a fedora is. Oh, that hat the kid was wearing, that yeah. Joey was wearing. It's a hat? Let me see. Yeah, he wears it like two or three times in the episode. I don't episode. remember him wearing a hat. Let me see. Yeah, oh, yeah, how did you not like, see that hat? You wore oh, a you mean fedora. I see what it is. Yeah, I know what that is. Okay, yeah. It's made several fashion comeback attempts. It's like a, it's like something, It's it's they, they wear them in the smooth criminal. Yeah. Right. Like the, uh, And only the only real yeah. acceptable fedora is the one Indiana Jones wears. Right. It's made That's several, absurd. it's made several attempts to come back. And each time, yeah, I like it's that Indiana Jones swapped. movie. I like that in, that that Indiana Jones movie. I like it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I like it very much. I think eventually I'm going to see it after I I got the fun movie out of the way, and now I've got to go and see Oppenheimer. Oh. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm sure we'll get a SAG screener if you want to wait. Yeah, that's true. But but you know, I have a husband. Who's like, we've got to go see it on the big screen. I don't want to wait until the screen is. So I have to go. <laughs> My husband's British, by the way. Is he a ghost? <laughs> but a lot of people pulled a Barbenheimer. Do you know anybody that pulled a Barbenheimer? No, I don't know any, anyone that actually did it. I don't know anyone that actually did that. We know someone who did that. I, I Oh, someone Less who I know I that you know? Yeah. Because I know someone else who went to go with it, and so he, I went, I know quite a few people who did it, and they all went to Oppenheimer first, and then went to Barbie to, like, lighten the mood. After. That's actually probably a good idea. Well, well I saw this Indiana Jones movie. They, they pack it with all these trailers, and there's one trailer for a movie. <laughs> it's like this old-timey ship, and it's the weather's bad. I'm thinking, oh, man, because this, this movie's going to be about the horrors of weather. And then there's this big giant alien vampire thing that jumps down and starts fighting everybody on the ship. It's bad enough the weather's bad. You know what I want to see? I don't know what it's called. I don't remember the name. I saw a preview for The Haunted House, and I actually read a review, and the review was was pretty good. The The review was a good review. Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion. It got a good good review. Yeah, they should. Like a really good review. I'm not adamantly opposed to it, it, but I also have no excitement whatsoever about it. it looked, the trailer was good. Though. Like, the trailer is what I sucked the trailer. me in. I was not impressed. Is it part of the same this. Haunted Mansion cinematic universe that the Eddie Murphy movie was in? Mm. Yeah, it's the same. Actually, kind of. Kind of. It's not a sequel. They're just trying to do it and again. And what? Well, no. What I read in the review. So Barbie, without any spoilers, Barbie's message is actually deeper than you think. Oh, I know that. And so for the haunted house, the reviewer 
said that it's actually it's it's a deeper message because it's about how people handle handle grief. Mm. And 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 well, this show, this Jennifer slept here should have been a little bit about that. But she didn't have any. But got, she needed living friends. The fucking owner of the house somehow knows her, which we'll find out in a later episode, not in the pilot. So yeah, yeah see, that's the thing. That that's the, they should have they should have spent the first episode. <laughs> Just literally like two or three lines of dialogue was all you needed to plant the seeds so we don't think that this guy's a complete monster out of the game. He's just like, she's a slut. Yeah. She's she's a slut. Close-minded. I looked up, I did a search on upcoming movies, Vampire Boat. So this movie's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, I saw a poster for that. I just I saw a poster for that today. Yeah, this big vampire alien jumps on the boat. I, I was picketing. I was picketing today, and I saw. Um, I'm gonna pick I was that. Netflix, and there was a poster <laughs> no. for it. The picket line was very interesting it. today. I picketed in New York. I made it up to New York, and How so was I, I, I did a picket line. Well, it was okay, except we're picketing. So we're picketing Paramount, which used to be. Viacom, uh-huh. and we're not really. It's not a picket line that blocks people from going in. I thought that's how picket line was supposed to work, or at least like to discourage. Well, no, you're not supposed to block them. Though. You're supposed to discourage, yeah. But it, but it was kind of off to the side, so it was like it wasn't even like it, it wasn't really close to the. It was close, kind of, but it, it looked like we were picketing the sneaker store. Ah. <laughs> there are some pretty broad rules on both sides about how the picketing works that I understand why the rules are in place, but there's so many rules that it's like, well, if you're going to negotiate the terms of how you picket, then why the fuck can't you negotiate the terms of the contract and not have a picket line to begin with? Right. See, my picket line was fun today. The cast of Scrubs was there. Oh, nice. and um, See, that's fun. The cast of Scrubs and Annette Benning. And oh. and she gave like a Annette Benning gave like a pep talk. She's stuff. been out there a lot. Yeah, yeah, and she's oh, like, I guess she's active with the Actors Fund. Yeah, because her big thing is like she was like, you know, if you're having financial issues, you can contact the Actors Fund. And she's also she's like, you know, if you need therapy, you can get like, I guess they're offering therapy too. So I was like, oh, you go, okay. Annette. We didn't have anybody like that, the one I went to. Oh, yeah. It's like the other day I saw Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. It's like it's been it's been like the oh, for geez. me, it's been like the love boat. <laughs> I go on every day. It's like that show lottery for you. Um, for me, it's a bunch of background people. I mean, walk oh, I only went big, the one time. There's That's a big the one, one in Times Square. Was that it's either today or tomorrow? Yeah, they had a rally. That was today? No, okay. Was today. Yeah. Because they had a rally funny. because it was on at 7 a.m. here because you could go to the SAG website and watch it. Okay. And yeah, it was yeah. today. I didn't go to that because I had still but I but I was there yesterday. I did the I ticketed yesterday, I got a shirt and did my thing. Get your ten thousand steps. Some food. Steps. Last like not, not much food. Oh, we not really. They had water, and that's pretty much it. Then they had these little tiny like like 
I don't know, like the little tiny like almond bars they were giving that out. Well, that's yeah. more oh, than food. that's more than the ghost and Jennifer slept here can eat. Right. True. Yeah. I should enjoy this before I'm a ghost. Hey, uh, New York smells bad. I hadn't been in New York in a while. It smells bad. No, well, no, it's dirty. Well, it's New York. And oh, it's getting back to normal. Well, it's, a little, it's getting a little dirtier than it used to be. And I smelled something. I walked by and I said, okay, the only way I could describe that smell, it's as if there was a human corpse made of butter that's rotting. Ew. Uh. <laughs> Is it uh, is the city still like when I was there in December? I had heard about this and thought that who I heard it from was joking, but I had heard that they got rid of all the trash cans on the street, so there's just trash everywhere because you can't throw it away anywhere. Is that still the case? No, I was there. I used to be there all the time. Of course, I used to work there, but I yesterday was the first time I was there in a long, long while. And but a, f- a friend of mine has also said the play it's 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 gotten a little bit dirtier. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, so so Jennifer, so the girl goes and gets her like he puts he, he the girl's like hey do you have my shoe, yeah. and he's like yes I do yeah, and it was like a Birkenstock it looked like it was like a lo- lo- it was felt like a loafer or something that was big in the uh, early eighties. Yeah, she had pink socks on, the girl. If you're into foot stuff, watch this scene. And she was very, like, she was very smitten by him. She was, like, she was, like, giggly and stuff. The the fedora worked on her. Mm. And she was into it. And and so, and and she was a cute, she was a cute girl. She was very cute. So he then takes the shoe. He then takes the shoe, because he had the shoe in a paper bag. And Mm -hmm. he puts the shoe on her he yeah. puts her shoe on and then she's like well hey why didn't you come to the party and then he went and, said, and i'll then, go anywhere with you and then we find out later that he tells jennifer that the girlfriend in new york actually had dumped him anyway oh because they're sitting the next day they're sitting at the they're sitting at the breakfast table. The little girl said it's like he's back, and she said she'd been gone for three days. Yeah. Little girl said that. We don't know where she went. Now, where was she? Like a detention center? No, or she I went to like a family where, where friend, a detention center. They something like her going to a family friend. It was a, of all of the shit they Winter didn't camp. explain in this pilot. They over explained. Oh, this little girl isn't in every scene of the show, and there was no reason to explain it. Right. And she said that she had, like, heat rash or something. Yeah. And then we find out that... There was a dig at New Jersey. Did you hear the dig at... That was very common on TV back then. Huh? That was very common on TV back then. Heat rash? The girl left of... New Jersey. No, the girl... He watched was super common on TV back then. <laughs> Sometimes there was a crosshair. There was a heat rash you would get in New Jersey. Yeah, no, it was the little no. The the, the girlfriend left him for somebody in Newark, and so she uh, made some kind of like. Wasn't that back when Newark was like? Joke. Newark was pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it might still be a little uh, uh, little edgy. <laughs> Oh, I flew out of New York, New York airport. It was, it was, yeah, it was a trip. 
And then I think they made a little joke. They made a little little mafiosa joke there about the network. I wouldn't. We got to be a little careful there. And I didn't make the joke. It was on the show. No, no. And then that was pretty much. And that and so oh so I guess he's and then he just so he's gonna give he's gonna give LA a chance. Yeah. And this is where we see this is where you see Angelian in the bikini and he's like ogling her and it's like this is creepy now. Right, yeah, because that's right, because she was in, like, a sarong. She was, like, in a bikini sarong number with a hat for the sun, even though she's dead, so she doesn't need to worry about getting sunburned. Yeah. But she, like, she wants the hat oh. attention. Oh, she doesn't want are. people talking about the fedora on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Fedoras get yeah. no love on a Lifetime of Walmart podcast. Well, I wasn't you know, sure what it was, but no, I do know what it is. Yeah. I, I well, other than her getting winded, the show didn't bother me. That's just I was like, "Come on, girl, you're dead. What are you getting winded for?" Well, what do you do as a ghost? Do you even have to walk around? Do you float? I, I, if I be the ghost, I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have some questions. Well, I think right. I think once you you're fall at to a the floor, ghost, I think once you're at a ghost, once you're at a stage of of being where you're now a ghost space and time are very different for you you probably like there's probably no relationship to time at that point because she could disappear and then pop up in other places too yeah remember she like well that's cool pop up all over the house i wonder how she picked her outfits every day because you know um well, I thought it was also weird because he was kind of getting dressed. Like, she was in the room, and he was kind of finishing getting dressed. Like, does he have to get dressed in front of her? Like, what? how does that work? Well, she could be, in, you know. Well, I, well, if she was as slutty as the dad says that she was, um, she's seen it before. But then you got to wonder, does he get, even though it's a ghost, is he getting embarrassed like this ghost lady is going to see what's under this fedora? Right. Yeah, exactly. That might be very uncomfortable. I found it a little uncomfortable to watch. Plot holes, plot holes, plot. Well, uh, yeah, and I, well, like like Jason said, too, I did kind of feel a little, like, when he was ogling her and stuff, I was like, ugh. Only this because they had, they, had, too well. they had set the relationship up to be almost maternal in nature, in a way. At, at the right. very least, like, wise sage... Uh, right. Can ghosts sit down, or do they yeah. just kind of fall through the chair? Jennifer sat down. She laid on the couch. She's, it's probably like core work. Because they, they, the you got to keep yourself up because you're falling. You got to be falling through the floor. But the, yeah, the but couch, the, you, but but you're a ghost, so there's no weight to it to actually you gotta float yourself up. You got to float yourself up and almost like learn how to, it's like a physical, a ghost needs like physical therapy. Well, clearly if you're getting winded or throwing suitcases around. Listen, you have to float yourself up to the floor because you're going to, you're going to fall through. You're going to float yourself up and then you got to like, sort of like maneuver your feet and your legs as if you are walking. So it's like, you have to relearn how to walk like in any physical therapy. But can't you fly? According to this, I don't know. Though this is what I think we should do. If there are any ghost scientists listening, if that's a thing, just uh, like tweet us or shoot us Please. a message on Instagram, Lifetime of threads Hallmark us. Podcast. Yeah, threads us. 
Uh, yeah, don't tweet us, threads us. Uh, Lifetime of Hallmark podcast and let us know how the ghost science works. Please. And we'll put you on the show because I, yeah. I have questions yeah. that it, it could fill an hour. If we could put a math of a, a, a Pornhub mathematician on the show, we definitely have okay. room for a ghost scientist. We should have him watch That's an episode true. of Jennifer Slept Here. That's true. We have gone off topic before. <laughs> I liked him. I would love to have him back. I liked him a lot. Yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah, like, he was. Fun. He was going to hang out with you guys. Remember, he was in L.A. and mm-hmm. he was like, I'm coming to L.A., so. Yeah, no, I, I liked him. Yeah. I would gladly have him back. Ah, uh, well, if you want to find ghost. me. There's a ghost. There's a ghost expert who would come on the show in a minute. Please, if, if you yeah. are a ghost expert. You want me to find somebody? Yes. I'll find, yes, I'll find somebody. Yes, Kurt. Right. Find a ghost expert. Yes. Well, yes. Let them pen? know that this conversation was, was triggered by the 1983 sitcom Jennifer Slept Here. <laughs> so just in case you're tuning in late. Yeah, we'll get a ghost expert so we can explain because they'll, God knows a ghost expert is looking for some exposure. We'll yeah, I would gladly talk to a ghost expert. Yeah. Right, I'll find somebody. I have quite. I have. A, I have a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. That like <laughs> well, he'd be here for hours because I've got a ton of questions. And I would. I would ask: Can ghosts change outfits? That's a legitimate question. Like, if you're a ghost, how do you pick the outfit? Like, do you wear the outfit that you died in, or you know, is it more like remember? Did you see that one movie with Daryl Hannah and and um, it was Daryl Hannah yes. and Spirit something. Steve, and, yeah, and, Spirited um, Away. No, that's not it. Yeah, no, was it? Because it was Daryl Hannah and um, Steve Gutenberg. Uh, Steve Gutenberg and High Spirits. High yeah, Spirits. Yeah. Because remember how like they would with her, she was a ghost, but she would have to relive that scene over and over it. again never seen it no i never saw the movie oh well she she had to reach it was her and beverly d'angelo and oh. so her she was a ghost but yeah. she would but but daryl hannah like she'd have to relive this scene like over and over and over again like is it more like that like i have ghost questions well, i i would ask the, I the ghost scientist that and I'm sure in turn, the ghost scientist would ask less, where can people find you? They can find me, ghost people, on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Or you could find me on, uh, you know, uh, threads or Insta at Kirkendall. Jason. Please rate and review this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on. Give us five stars. It helps other people find these very, very deep dives into topics such as Jennifer Slept Here. Uh, you can find all of us on Instagram and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Well, I'm going to be in uh, the Indianapolis Fringe Festival in the beginning of September with the Jester of All Maladies and the end of September in the Philadelphia Fringe Festival with Behind Every Great Mariska Hargitay as a great Kurt Fitzpatrick. Also, I'm on a couple other podcasts. I'm on the Rank and Review podcast, the new the new one where we go through animation, animated fantasy. So it's Rank N Review, the, the letter N.ca. And then I'm also on uh, several episodes of the um, Shelf Shedding Movie 
podcast with our friend of the show, Jason Debray. Hi, Jason. Hi. And I'm going to have to go because I've got to study and relearn my lines for my show, Climbing My Family Tree, which is going to be at the Minnesota Fringe Festival starting next week. And then I, too, will be at the Indie Fringe, but I'll be there ahead of Kurt. But I will alert the gay bars that Kurt will be there. I hope. (laughs) Do Do we know the backstory of this? I'm a little. What? Less like to. No, because people were. <laughs> oh, the backstory is whenever Kurt and I are in the same town, I like to drag Kurt to gay bars. In Chicago, we, Kurt and I were in Chicago together, and I drug Kurt to Boys Town. And one time, on purpose, I told Kurt to meet me at Sky. It was, oh, the Sky Bar. And I showed up a half hour late just to see what Kurt would do. On Musical Mondays. I hid under the table, which was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, on that note, I really do need to go and relearn this show. So I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.